In Russia, vaccine test you. <laughs> the world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Crime News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is August 12th, 2020. This is episode 231. And today, the Great Awakening. And you know me. I'm not Q. I'm your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast that tries to live stream and gets throttled by all the outlets. Maybe I am Including our internet. Who knows? Yeah, they hate us. Yeah. But we're here. We're here. We made it. So far, so good. Well, uh, every oh, prayer warriors out there, you got to pray. Make sure the uh, the stream stays nice and smooth today. You know, we can't count on it, but occasionally we'll get a show uh, with no technical glitches. So maybe today is that day. And it's yeah. all thanks to you, folks. Yep. Um, let's see here. Anything to go over before we uh, get started, Gons? Uh, I did have a really weird dream. I woke up to dreaming about Trump as a time traveler. Oh, I, it's weird because I haven't been really looking into that stuff for a while. Time travel. Uh, well, just time travel or Trump's sort of weird stuff that's he's involved in. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but the, the weird part is that you and I were arguing about it <laughs> and we were arguing about it so much that we missed broadcasting the episode in my dream. So oh. <laughs> false That's, dream. That sounds like something we would do. <laughs> I know totally, but you Just know, it's get funny. way too caught up on a, a I know, pointless I know. conspiracy theory. I, uh, I did pull up some stuff that uh, in my book that I've never published that I wrote back in 2013, 2014, Okay. There's a section called the Del Shaw design mm. and Del Shaw was drawing these uh, hand-drawn airships. And we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but again, this is 2013, 14. This is before Trump's presidency. Although there were, I know there were prophecies out there about him and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that I mentioned in the writings was that the illustrations, one of the airships had the name Trump on it, which is really weird in hindsight. Mm. Uh, Air Jordan. Aero Jordan is another one that was on there. But um, if you're watching the stream, you can see the ship that Del Shaw drew with the giant Trump sign on a red, white, and blue lined oh, yeah. uh, kind of banner type situation. When and, was uh, this? When was this created? Who Who is Del Shaw? 1930, I think, is when most of it was uh, came to light. But he was uh, talking and looking at the airship phenomenon from the 1890s or 1880s. Mm-hmm. So it's, he, you know, it's a really interesting topic because it's, uh, you know, it's these UFOs before they were called UFOs and flying saucers and all this stuff, but they were flying vehicles. Uh, they've inspired kind of the, the steampunk airship type sure. of uh, vehicles in, in uh, anime and TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just something weird. And, and you know, the, the connection also, and, you know, our friend Stan Deo brought mm-hmm. this up early on in Trump's presidency. But Dr. John Trump, who is uh, uh, Donald Trump's uncle, was one of the first people to look at the Tesla papers when they were confiscated. Right. So yeah. another weird connection there. And then, of course, there's the weird book, you know, the Baron Trump 
travels and adventures of little Baron Trump, where he goes into the inner earth and travels through time and, you know, just weird stuff written back in uh, 1900. I think it was late 1800s too. So just a lot of weird Trump stuff that uh, I've looked into in the past and for whatever reason decided to show up in my dreams Wow! <laughs> this morning. And, uh, and then you and I argued about the name of the episode and stuff <laughs> in, in the dream. <laughs> In the dream, yeah, yeah. Yes. In the dream. Wow, people. what a dense, what a dense uh, and interesting uh, start to the show there. All based off your dream. That's very I know. interesting. Yeah. No, I, I had been a while since I had uh, recollected um, the Baron Trump adventures <laughs> from a while back. <laughs> we got to get back into that. Yeah. Well, sounds good. Loving it. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think if there's any details I need to give since last episode. I don't think so. Just the normal, uh, time warp, completely losing track of time all the time, but that's Excellent. time, time, time. Normal. Yep. Yeah. You got a so, lot to get through here. Yeah. Let's start with a flippy update. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? Okay, for those who don't know, Flippy uh, is the colloquial name that we have for the disembodied uh, arms who are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use it as a conversation to talk about how robotics and AI are just appearing in our lives in all sorts of ways that we do not have control over. Now, today, Gons, we got a little video from Twitter here. I actually had an article about this pulled up, and I lost it i don't know where it is do you have an article attached to this I, thing i was looking for one and i i couldn't find it in the uh, yeah. allotted time so well i forgot what i did with it but anyways what we have here is a very interesting little invention um the beloved many will uh, recall the beloved bb8 robot the uh the uh, i don't know i guess Star Wars droid. Yeah, it's it's not a predecessor. It is a predecessor. It's a predecessor character to RTD2. Cute little robot guy. Well, now it's real. We've got this uh, robot that is a ball. It's like one big tire ball thing. It can swim. It can climb. It can roll. And it's outfitted with all sorts of cameras. Uh, In the article that I uh, read on it, that has now disappeared into the ether. You can get these suckers from, uh, I think it was a half a foot in diameter all the way up to seven feet in diameter. So they come in a wow. lot of uh, different. It's a big <laughs> ball rolling yes, down watching and you. If you're unable to look at the video here, imagine a big black rubber ball uh, that rolls around autonomously and's got uh, we- it's wheels. It's got the cameras on the side of it. They've got nice pictures or video of it rolling through snow and dirt and swimming, floating around in a in a lake. Uh, this is uh, the, I could imagine these just patrolling the streets. Um, and so there you go. It's the, it's the new update. What is the name of this little guy? Guardbot. Guardbot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guardbot. Robot surveillance ball. Um, <laughs> so this fun little guy. Not, not a flippy update proper. No disembodied robot arms here. But uh, as we see, as we continue to march steadily into the future, the robot overlords take many forms. 
Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? By a giant <laughs> ball? It's like a giant eyeball. I know. And I feel I feel like there's some uh some uh I don't know, not mind control, but some some uh what is the word programming and conditioning taking over because it rem- you know it reminds me of just your your friendly schoolyard ball that we all love so much to bounce around play wall ball do you ever play wall ball it's a good game good game Am but ball? now now big rubber balls are going to be spying on us all day every day excellent good update i excellent. think bb8 bb8 is much cuter but you know they went yeah. with a more menacing tire look. Well, that's what you need to establish and maintain control. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, all right. So speaking of control and programming your mind. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. Walk team. Walk team. Walk, walk, walk team. Got a bunch of updates to get through here. First one, I don't know why this is so huge. NewYorkDailyNews.com. Russian President Putin announces approval of coronavirus vaccine before completion of clinical trials. Mm, Loving it. As everyone was talking about this yesterday, you know, Putin trying to kill us all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nayat so fast. So clever. Nyet. Russian President Vladimir Putin said Tuesday he's approved the world's first coronavirus vaccine, calling it a cutting edge answer to the fast spreading disease ripping its way across the globe. Putin made the announcement on state TV, despite the fact that the wonder vaccine is barely out of phase one testing. Nice. <laughs> Quote, it's absurd. This is not how you do vaccine approval experiments. None of this makes sense. John P. Moore, a virologist at Whale Cornell Medicine, told the Daily News, quote, that's what we've been saying. <laughs> yeah, but it's against the Russians. They're allowed to say it now. <laughs> All they've done is phase one trial and several phase one trials have already been completed in America. So they're not ahead of the U.S. They're just making a statement, Moore said. Oh, my gosh. The Russian leader attempted to quell skepticism Tuesday morning, explaining that one of his two adult daughters had already received the vaccine. Her fever increased upon the inj- injection, but was down to normal the following day, he noted. Has to be expected. Hey, at least, at least, uh, as part of the propaganda, you know, Putin maybe is listening to the conspiracy networks there uh, because, you know, one of the big criticisms of guys like Bill Gates and all these vaccine people is like, hey, are you going to shoot yourself and your own kids with it? So Putin was, he got ahead of that one. He's like, look, I, I shoot up daughter. Look, she's fine. In Russia, vaccine test you. <laughs> so yeah and uh it's funny how people are uh, you know the mainstream is is framing this as like trump versus putin who's gonna get the vaccine first you know it's like a male male dominated uh war and all this stuff but also trump is in cahoots with the russians so you know they can't get their story straight which is pretty funny but uh, and that's that's the thing too the easy way to uh at least quell uh, people's obsession with the romance between Trump and Putin is you just look at policies. Yeah, Trump, uh, you know, doesn't say mean things about Putin, but you look at Trump's policies regarding Russia. I mean, there's sanctions. He's getting in the way of new pipelines. He's really causing trouble. 
uh, for the R Russian system there. So at least on a policy level, uh, Trump is actually more stern on Russia than um, than Obama was. I mean, don't even get into the uranium <laughs> one deal and everything. Yeah, Obama um, was. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about Obama and his policies that were. <laughs> <laughs> just pretty, pretty much anti-American all around. But, um, you know, there was a story that, uh, along with this, uh, was supposed to be, uh, for our last episode. Um, but for whatever reason, I think we ran out of time, but I think it's worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. And this is another, uh, Wachin story. Wachin. 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 And if I can get it into the tabs there, states have authority to fine or jail people who refuse coronavirus vaccine, attorney says. And this is from ABC15.com. And um, <clears throat> it says here, as drug makers race to develop a vaccine against the coronavirus, several legal questions are emerging. Could the government require people to get it? Could people who refuse to roll up their sleeves get banned from stores or lose their jobs? The short answer is yes, according to Dov Fox. It's quite the name. D-O-V-F-O-X. Hi, yeah. I'm Dov Fox. <laughs> a law professor and the director of the Center for Health Law Policy and Bioethics at the University of San Diego, quote, states can compel vaccinations in more or less intrusive ways, he said in an interview. Quote, they can limit access to schools or service or jobs if people don't get vaccinated. They could force them to pay a fine or even lock them up in jail. Fox noted authorities in the United States have never attempted to jail people for refusing to vaccinate, but other countries like Fl France have adopted the aggressive tactic. The legal precedent dates back to 1905 in a landmark U.S. Supreme Court case, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. The court ruled Massachusetts had the authority to find people who refused vaccinations for smallpox uh, and the story goes on here but um oh another quote here religious exemptions are not constitutionally required by the first amendment's free exercise clause provided that the vaccine mandates don't single out religion they're not motivated by a desire to interfere with it he said uh, but of course those uh if you recall a couple episodes ago uh, it's it's patriotic to take the vaccine, Basil. Right? Yes. According to these opinion guys, these mm -hmm. doctors that wrote the article for USA Today, the opinion piece, and um, and uh, religious exemption is not uh, part of the discussion. You you are basically a terrorist if you don't take the vaccine. Right. And uh, now you have legal, or at least the state of California has legal precedent that dates back over a hundred years to do that. Not a good precedent in my, in my estimation. Uh, but just something to keep in mind as we um, enter this brave new world order. An interesting uh, point too, connected with this and the uh, the, the the Putin's vaccine mm -hmm. um, is, you know, Fauci and all the American doctors are freaking out that the Russian vaccine is coming out so quickly, or at least it's not even out. It's just Putin said it existed, and they're freaking out. <laughs> um, but I mean, again, these vaccine trials are supposed to go anywhere between four and 10 years. And the whole world is smushing this process down to basically less than a year. And so, you know, it's kind of a Putin's made of rubber and they're made of glue type of thing. 
Uh, they're just they're not making a good case for their own vaccine by uh, obsessing over his announcement of the Russian vaccine. And yeah. more than anything, we know that it's a economically motivated announcement. Whoever gets yeah. the vaccine out first, first to market gets uh, gets a bunch of money. And so, of course, we can't have that money going to a Russian company. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's move on here. Enough about vaccines. People know about it. At least our listeners should be up to date on a lot of that stuff. We have a uh, Ghislaine update. And um, I have a couple stories, but this one was one that I saw yesterday from USA Today. Jeffrey Epstein associate Ghislaine Maxwell complains about onerous jail conditions. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, the basically it says here the treatment, uh, well, accused of recruiting and grooming girls, blah, blah, blah. We know about that. Um, basically, she's complaining that the, the people in the Manhattan jail where she's kept right now are mistreating her. Yeah. And, right. uh, but, you oh, know, no. <laughs> it's, it's called jail, Ghislaine. I know. Um, and the other story that, was, uh, that came out, I think, today, maybe it was yesterday as well. This one was from Daily News or NewYorkDailyNews.com. Ghislaine Maxwell wants to be moved to general population at Brooklyn jail. And uh, you know, what's interesting is that a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how there was all these blackouts in New York in that general Mm -hmm. area and, and the detention center, the metropolitan detention center, there was a big outage right, right there on the exact spot. And I'm wondering if this is just a, you know, this is just conjecture, but I'm wondering if they tried to do a swap out or, you know, some kind of switch out body double type of situation mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it because of all the eyes that are on Ghislaine after what happened to Epstein. Right. Uh, and, and now they're complaining like, Oh, we, we couldn't get it done. So uh, we got to complain now. And they're watching us too closely. <laughs> that's her, that's her complaint. Basically right, uniquely right. onerous conditions. Now she wants to be moved to a different spot. I mean, whatever. Yeah, she was she was already taken off of uh, suicide watch after complaints by her lawyers, uh, which is step one. <laughs> step yeah. two. I mean, she's just asking to be shanked. I mean, forget. I mean, forget. Uh, you know, Clinton body count, or forget uh, the massive amounts of elites that would rather her not be able to. You know, a. a appear in court, uh, forget all the forces that are working against her. Just simply, uh, as many will know, uh, people involved in child trafficking or, you know, all the other connected crimes with that, they do not get treated very well in prison. Yeah, even in just, prison. It's just you know? just from other inmates. Yeah. Being involved in child trafficking is a great way to get shanked outside of any sort of, you know, elite conspiracy to take you out. And, you know, she's just begging to be put into uh, the general population. So, uh, you know, if this is true, she's actually in there. If, uh, you know, if (laughs) the basics of this story are true, uh, sounds like maybe she doesn't want to commit suicide. She wants to commit suicide by, you know, being but, killed by other more, inmates. More yeah, it's like suicide by cop, but suicide by uh, inmates. She, she'll she'll be the martyr for the traffickers, and they they'll have <laughs> yeah. they'll start a rebellion, a rise. The the pedo 
pedo army rise or something. I, I don't know. know. We don't have any stories about this, but the movements to destigmatize pedophilia are just insane oh, right yeah. now. It's been I bad before, but I think it's gotten a it's, lot worse yeah, recently. It's, it's, it's definitely at its peak. Uh, well, at least the peak uh, uh, as of now, as of current right. <laughs> current yeah. uh, measurements. Uh, but yeah, no, this, uh, if not an extraction, again, like you said, during a power outage, which just happened uh, in that jail, um, she is really putting herself in harm's way if she's actually in there. Yep, yep. All right, one more quick update, and then we'll get into some of the main stories here. This involves uh, hairy legs. Got hairy legs. Got hairy legs. And the oh, yeah. running Big mate, news. running mate of hairy legs, which might stifle. We will launch a new age. Trump's new age. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, I picked this one because it's just so absurd. Uh, MotherJones.com. Trump's campaign can't figure out how to attack Kamala Harris. Mm. Is she a cop or Antifa? They have a decision to make. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. I love the way they frame this and uh, as if they have the upper hand here. It's just so funny. I've got uh, some thoughts about this. So let's get through this article. here. Sure. Sure. It says here on Tuesday, presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden announced that California Senator Kamala Harris would be his running mate. If you want the details on Harris's rise in California politics, her record as a prosecutor and her sometimes complicated relationship with progressive act activists, read my colleague Jamila King. If you want to preview, uh, a, a, if you want a preview of Trump world's line of attack, check out the statement from the campaign. And it's got this statement. I think it was from uh, one of the commercials there. Uh, it's kind of a mess, which is surprising given how much time Trump team had to prepare this. But the second sentence stands out. Trump's campaign signals that it wants to highlight Harris's record as a prosecutor for which she has drawn criticism from supporters of criminal justice reform, while at the same time accusing her of being soft on crime. Which was in it? Uh, which one is it? Is Harris too tough on crime or is she Antifa? That kind of sets it up. I don't need to get into the rest of it here, but I think right. that's her the the basic uh, uh, you know attempt to make it seem like they have some kind of upper hand here in the the staged uh, nonsense of politics. But yeah, well, here's my thoughts on it. <coughs> oh my gosh, um, I think I think they really do have the upper hand. This is a very complicated uh, thing to to consider. Now, just to get some background. Kamala Harris is famous for being California's top cop, uh, filling up the private prisons specifically with uh, drug offenses and people of color. She's famous for uh, denying people who are on death row or have life sentences, denying them the ability to get, uh, you know, DNA tests to get themselves out of prison to clear their name uh, very very brutal sort of law and order type history with Kamala and uh, on top of that there's a couple of things to keep in mind that are pretty widespread ideas, but I have totally disagreed with and still disagree with. One of them is the connecting Biden to the Antifa stuff. Uh, you know, it's a big Trump uh, talking point to say, oh, you know, in Joe Biden's America, there's going to be riots and 
looting and etc cetera, etc cetera. but the point is that biden is not a revolutionary person he is a total status quo corporate democrat uh in a very classical sense in that uh you know he is fully i mean the dude is going to be 70 if he wins the election he's going to be 78 years old he's going to be the oldest sitting president um and he famously is a status quo guy you know supporting segregation uh, you know, actively fighting against integration after the uh, Civil Rights Act. Uh, you know, he's got a, a track record of trying to uphold the status quo of just the establishment, you know, trying to keep power within a big government. And, you know, I, I will say the far left, the far left types they really hate this guy. They don't like Biden. Biden is the the lesser of two evils. Trump, you know, getting Trump out of office being the the number one goal. And they're willing to put in Biden, who they really disagree with on a lot of things. Um, but as long as he's not Trump, then he's the way to go. And there's a similar thing happening happening with Kamala being uh, the left, the far left really hate Kamala. I mean, she really is, a, you know, police. She's top cop. She's a supports the police. She's been super brutal um, on uh, when she was the um, what is the word? Uh, attorney general. Is that what it is? Attorney general of California. Um, she's really built her career on being tough on crime, which these are you know, diametrically opposed to the far left. So what I feel like this play is, I think this is, if you are a moderate Democrat, an old school Democrat, you're pretty stoked on this because uh, I this has a very big chance of giving the Democrats a big lead in the election. I This is actually kind of, in my opinion, cinched it because what we're looking at here is the far left is a fairly, small group, kind of like the far right. Uh, you know, most Republicans are not full on far right people. They're just Republicans. And same with the Democrats. Most Democrats are not far left Antifa supporters. They're just generally Democrats, been Democrats their whole life. You know, they're they're status quo type people. And uh, a lot of those moderate Democrats are liberal white people and these liberal white people are just as scared of rioting and looting and all these types of things as everybody else. I mean, you think about, uh, you know, there were groups of uh, rioters and looters going through Beverly Hills, uh, you know, making their way through these liberal, rich, liberal California neighborhoods, uh, causing trouble. And even the Democrats, the the Bel Air Democrats or the, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the, the rich, white, liberal Democrats, they are not fans of this far left movement. So what you have going on here is a sort of Hegelian dialectic for the Democrats, which is, we have this far left uprising, violent uprising, riots, all this kind of stuff. And then uh, which, you know, most 
registered Democrats are not big fans of, uh, you know, having gangs of rioters and looters coming through and setting fires to their neighborhood. So what you do is you get a, a law and order Democrat. You team them up with one of the most infamous status quo corporate Democrats being Joe Biden. And now what you have is a a very strong moderate Democrat uh, uh, ticket that I think has the potential to go a long way because you have uh, people on the right. You talk about moderate Republicans who have been turned off by the Re- Republican Party and specifically Trump, you know, Republicans against Trump, those types of people. These are exactly the people who are going to lean, uh, lean out of their lane. And they very well might go for this Democrat ticket um, because, you know, they sure they are socially liberal, but they still want uh, law and order and they don't want their homes burned down uh, for seemingly no reason. I think um, so. I think maybe the uh, the the staunch Democrats, those who identify with the right left paradigm, there. I think they want uh, Biden to keel over so they can have a female president and black female, or at least. Oh, absolutely! You know, this in, is in a the, direct uh, line to having the first uh, woman president, and the fact that she's a person of color is even better. Now, you know, keep in mind her mom's Jamaican and her dad's Indian. She's not right. necessarily of African descent besides the, uh, the ancestral uh, lineage of Africans going to Jamaica. Um, you know, the Jamaican people, native Jamaican people weren't black necessarily. They were, uh, more on the Latino or Latinx side of things. So, I mean, there's, there is an ancestry of, uh, you know, an African, ancestry there but it's not quite the straight line that they probably would have preferred but anyway so there you go i think this actually is uh this this is a you know as far as an established uh, republican establishment is concerned this is a very dangerous ticket uh, and i think that the uh the riots and the looting and the violence is all part of the plan because what's the best way to uh, lock in your scared liberal, you know, white Democrats? You, sh- you know, you sure they might support protests and stuff online until it comes to their own neighborhood. Now they yeah. want some law and order. And uh, I think this will get them there. Man, it's pretty crazy. Didn't didn't Harris like drop out of the California uh recently the one of some of the voting from california recently and she she was like fourth or something here you know she couldn't even excite the democrats i think in some kind of um senate race or something yeah senate race well the other consideration is that uh if harris moves up into the vp spot it opens up a senate seat that they can fill with you know whoever they want you know you can get a more radical uh, far left Democrat in, in the Senate this way too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is an older article from October, 2019 saying that Kamala Harris is, uh, flailing with California voters, uh, finishing fourth and then dropping out of the, of the race here. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's, uh, it's very interesting. I, you know, I see a lot of people making posts and stuff on social media about how this cinches the election for Trump. And uh, I would not be so quick to make that judgment. Yeah, we'll have to see, you know, 
But we'll have to see what the elite decide to do. Do they want to keep the Trump train going or do they want to bring in the hard well it's not hard left but it will be hard it's like a doorway to the hard left well that's the thing the it's, it's this a biden kamala uh or harris biden harris uh ticket is the softest least intimidating uh democratic ticket you could possibly think of yeah. i mean kind of how trump was you know trump was a democrat his entire life until he decided to uh, run and he had to choose a party. And so he ran as a Republican. Uh, Harris is kind of, I mean, she's, there are exceptions. I'm not saying she has a track record that fully lines up with Republican ideology, but she has a track record that, uh, you know, you could look at some of the things she's done and it would not be surprising if she were a Republican. Her facelift worked. <laughs> so there you go it's i don't know it's going to be very interesting well we'll keep an eye on it and i don't know yeah. it's this this is uh an intimidating ticket in my opinion I'm, i know i'm going to trigger some people there um because <laughs> they me. just they just don't intimidating like... <laughs> the whole thing is intimidating the and entire it, thing with people telling us what to do with our lives in an electoral <laughs> uh science way this is mm. uh, a very intimidating ticket People in the the bubble of of the right left paradigm. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so let's get to the main one of the main stories here because it really does touch on a thesis that we've been harping on for a few episodes here. Speaking okay. of the beast system, beast, 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 beast system. I tried to tell you. And uh, the thesis has been that the whole uh, QAnon movement and this whole movement of uh, or this phenomenon, so to speak, of people that uh, or information that gets out on well-established outlets mm -hmm. suddenly being pulled, and then only then the information going viral, creating this, uh, what we talked about, a Streisand effect of, well, hey, why are they censoring this information, whether it's from doctors or from, you know, whatever. And um, I think we confuse some people. We get emails and stuff of people saying, oh, they're just telling the truth and all this and that wasn't the point. We were saying, yeah, they probably are telling a lot of the truth in terms of the medical side of things with the virus or masks or whatever it is. The point is they're banning, they're, they're releasing the information that normally would not be released on certain platforms and then pulling it, creating that illusion that, oh, this is you know banned information and making everybody go, oh, it must be true, and then creating a movement out of it. And QAnon is sort of the, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that. And um, it's really interesting because we said how it's creating a new political movement and uh, or at least revitalizing the right, the Republican Party, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sort of uh, sentiment was affirmed in this story, the Hill.com. QAnon backer uh, Mayori Taylor Green. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Mayori Taylor Green. This is good enough for me. Uh, wins G uh, Georgia GOP runoff. So it says here, businesswoman Mayor, <laughs> uh, Majori or Mayori. No, Taylor it is Green. mayor. mayor. I've heard her be called mayor. Mayori. Mayori. Taylor Green on Tuesday won the Republican primary runoff in Georgia's 14th district to replace outgoing rep Tom Graves, uh, overcoming concerns about her past bigoted rhetoric an embrace of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Mm. Green and her opponent, neurosurgeon John Cowan, 
had both advanced to the runoff after neither candidate received more than 50% of the vote in the June 9 primary. Green won with 60% of the vote on Tuesday, while Cowan trailed at 40%, according to the Associated Press. Green celebrated her victory, saying she would work to, quote, save America, stop socialism, and defeat the Democrats. Mm-hmm. The race was thrust into the national spotlight in June after a number of videos showing Green making bigoted remarks where uh, uh, making bigoted remarks were unearthed by Politico. The comments included Green comparing Democratic donor uh, donor George Soros to a Nazi, saying the 2018 midterms were like an quote Islamic invasion of our government and quote and asserting that African Americans quote are held slaves to the Democratic Party. Right. The comments were quickly condemned by Republicans, including uh, Rep. Jody Heiss, or Heiss, who rescinded his endorsement of her. Green also gained attention over comments in which she expressed support for QAnon, a conspiracy theory that posits that President Trump and his allies are working together to expose and arrest an underground cabal of global elites who control the government. Quote, He is someone that very much loves his country, and he's on the same page as us, and he is very pro-Trump, she said, of, quote, Q, the mysterious figure at the center of the conspiracy theory in a YouTube video from 2017, which was interesting, uh, an interesting way the Hill summarizes it, quote, I'm very excited about the, uh, I'm very excited about that now. There's a once in a lifetime opportunity to take this global cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles out. And I think we have the president to do it, she continued. Despite the negative attention, Green remained competitive with Cowan throughout the race, edging him in the initial June primary with just more than 40% of the vote to Cowan's 21%. An internal poll from Cowan's campaign showed the two candidates neck-to-neck at 38% heading into the runoff. Additionally, Green appeared to have fundraising advantages uh, or have a fundraising advantage in the race. Green raked in $1.59 million as of July 22nd, including uh, a $900,000 loan from herself. She has spent $1.44 million in the campaign and has roughly $143,000 in the bank. And then it goes into how much Cowan spent, which was a little bit less, I think. Uh, Democrats quickly seized on Green's victory and uh, looked to tie her to Georgia's Republicans running in other races. Quote, Republican extremism is on the ballot across Georgia. And Mayor or Mayor Taylor Green's primary win tonight after embracing vile racism and conspiracy theories represents exactly what's wrong with today's GOP said Georgia Democratic Party Executive Director Scott Hogan. Quote, her candidacy was designed to benefit Karen Handel, and her words have been embraced by Rick McCormick. Quote, Georgia Republicans own this crisis, and their mealy-mouthed statements can't hide the fact that Mayori Taylor Greene's nomination is a stain on their party, Hogan added. Uh, Quote, Georgia Republicans and Republican candidates running across the country will have to answer to her hateful views in their own campaigns added Republican or Rep. Uh, Sherry Bustos, a Democratic, uh, a Democrat of Illinois, the chair of uh, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. And so there you go. A QAnon supporter, an openly QAnon supporter, uh, winning a GOP ticket there in, in Georgia. And, um, you know, it's again, it's garnering that that 
uh, divide and conquer methodology, and it's sort of exemplifying it to a T here, especially with QAnon being banned on Twitter and stuff like that. Now it's really, uh, I think, causing a political move that we've been talking about, this, this sort of political uh, roundup of one side of the aisle and, and pushing each side further and further apart in this sort of divide and conquer methodology. And um, do you have any thoughts on that before we get into some of the, the great awakening map that we, people have shared with us? Well, there, you know, we've always had reasons to be suspicious of Q from the very beginning. You know, there's a lot of people who have flip-flopped on Q uh, for years now. Uh, since the very beginning of Q, we've been skeptical. Uh, and I, now, I'm, you know, it's nice to see that uh, I feel like we made the right choice there. There's a lot of conversations, um, a lot of talk on the social medias right now about how, especially with all the new agey stuff we're going to get into next, how, you know, if we specifically take the concept of the antichrist, um, you know, there's, there's some interesting ways to think about the Q phenomenon, especially as it's um, accused positioning as against an evil elite and Q will save us from the the dark forces going on. And if that does happen, you combine that sort of Q savior complex with a lot of the new agey things, you know, it is an interesting setup for an antichrist type figure, uh, you know, saving us from the, the evil of this world and restoring, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, utopia where we're not run by pedophile elites <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, driving well, everything in a, in a new agey uh, direction. Well, it's interesting because, you know, the whole pedophile elite thing is real. It's, it's a real thing, mm-hmm. uh, but it's fascinating because the, the takedown, so to speak, the cleanup job is something that I've pointed out multiple times that the same elite or the same Freemasons and same sort of, you know, cabal, so to speak, they've been talking about it. And I quoted it in age of the seat three, like two and a half years ago where Manly P hall, who's an occultist, he's a Freemason mm-hmm. and he straight up on his last lecture said in the 21st century, the brotherhood has been hard at work. We're going to have a cleanup job where we're going to clean up all the corruption in governments and, and everything else. And the Prince of Peace will come. And that whole rhetoric is kind of like, right. huh, interesting. They know, I think they allowed all this darkness to, to prevail because they needed a cleanup job to really shift things around. Yeah, similar that's where, move. You see the exact move with what I just described with Kamala Harris and the, right. the riots and the lootings and things. Right, right, right. Same thing. The divide and conquer, the, the problem reaction solution. And guns, um, we knew this was going to happen. We, we knew people? we were going to trigger people. <laughs> we got yep. some uh, YouTubers there saying, oh, stop with the new age stuff. Q has nothing on new age. Oh, nothing you just to do wait. about the new age. You yeah. just wait. Yeah, I don't know if that's an accurate statement there. But yeah, people <laughs> have been sending us uh, uh, this link here to the Great Awakening, or not the, it's greatawakeningreport.com. For whatever reason, it doesn't load properly on my computer. Mm-hmm. Probably the brave browsers blocking a bunch of uh, little bots going on there. But the uh, the main uh, sort of, I guess, PDF is this uh, <laughs> what I call a smorgasbord of new age ideas all being uh, put on one poster 
the the great awakening poster here that shows every facet of all the things happening. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a big map of words that connect with uh, many ideas, uh, many of which we've talked about as believers, as Christians, you know, as, as just followers of Jesus. We've talked about some of these issues, and that's the thing is, is some of these things probably have a little bit of merit in terms of uh, reality or truth. Well, there's a uh, mix. Yeah. It's and a mix. just for it's those listening who can't see the image, uh, it's separated in an interesting way. There's a big circle down at the bottom, uh, half a, a half circle, a dome, of it's course. A dome. Yeah, it's a dome. Uh, that represents the earth. And there's some, and inside this is just hundreds of tiny little references to uh, different, I might have to pull it up in front of me here, um, of different conspiracy theories or new age beliefs or things like that. Then they've got inside the Earth dome, there's Antarctica with a bunch yep. of connections to the Antarctica conspiracies. conspiracies. Q has his own little circle. Vatican, yep. um, Tibetan rainbow. Uh, Ascension. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to open it yeah, up so there's, natively here. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go through some of these. So you got Antarctica. Oh, you have the real quick, just for the yeah. the listeners and not the viewers. Then above the Earth Dome, uh, there are circles uh, that represent different planets and celestial bodies. The Moon's there, Mars is there, Saturn's there. Uh, the Galactic Federation is there. Uh, all sorts of. Uh, areas, the secret space program, um, you know, stuff like that. And all these little, these big circles are filled with the corresponding uh, ideas or conspiracy theories or spiritual concepts. Um, and then there's occasionally lines and arrows and things connecting, you know, the secret space program with the earth and the moon with Mars and things like that. So just right. so you can make a, a mental picture. And of course, we recommend you take a look at it, not for any uh, particular educational purposes, but just to <laughs> see no, what there's rabbit trails. Here. Yeah, there's rabbit trails and there's like lines that connect one thing to another. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it, in the uh, inner or the in the earth dome there. Uh, you have Antarctica, which mentions the pre-Adamites. We've talked about the pre-Adamic race as a, you know, as sort of a, uh, some uh, believers believe that there was some kind of pre-Adamic race. And that has something to do with the Beneha Elohim. Mm -hmm. uh, the book of Job does talk about the sons of God that uh, shouted for joy when God created the earth. Mm -hmm. And so who are these entities? The morning stars are mentioned there as well. So these entities, these beings that were there rejoicing with God when God created the earth. Of course, some of them rebelled and that same Beneha Elohim uh, is mentioned again in Genesis six in the context of creating the Nephilim by sleeping with uh, human women, the, the daughters of Adam. But so the pre Adamites interesting that, you know, it's got the connection with Antarctica, a lot of uh, conspiracy theories about Antarctica in the last few years, uh, the Nazi breakaway group, the underground bases, which connects to another circle down here, which has the inner earth civilizations. Oh yeah. The, the it says raptors. I know. I just saw <laughs> that there's raptors in the inner earth. Cool. Yeah. You didn't know about the inner earth dinosaurs. Come on, man. <laughs> well, um, I knew the about Nordics, the dinosaurs. Yeah. The Nordics and, uh, Anshar. And then, uh, over on the left, if you're looking at it, you have the Q anon circle, which is the 
high rank military intelligence. Uh, you have Trump, you have the hashtag, uh, we go, uh, where we go one, we go all We have the anons, the Patriots, the free energy or the release of free energy, which has a line that connects to the secret space program and free energy. Um, you have the tribunals, uh, sealed indictments. Uh, I mean, it just mentions all this stuff. There's no, like, there's no coherence per se. I mean, there is kind of a logic going on with this, but there's no, it's not like you're going to learn anything from this. It's more like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's Hey, it's just a collection of every possible topic that people yeah. have talked about and including, you know, a lot of the, the new age specific uh, things that are claiming to be the answer or tie, uh, you know, tie everything in a nice little knot. One nice little note is uh, right in the middle in big text says great awakening and right. right underneath it in little text says everything is an illusion. Right. And the question is, Does that mean is, is all of this, is an, all illusion? Of this an illusion? <laughs> they're, they're out they're, they're calling themselves out. Yeah. Everything's an illusion, including everything you see here on this giant uh, poster. Yeah. And, and then at uh, the very top, uh, just to give you an idea of the spiritual through line of this whole thing, um, there is a line of different phrases with arrows going one to the next and uh, starts with artificial intelligence signal, mm -hmm. which then has an arrow pointing to uh, originally at one with the creator. Mm -hmm. And then it has a line that goes to one infinite creator. So, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe we're talking about God. That's cool. Then it goes next to escape samsara. And mm -hmm. for those who don't know, samsara is the sort of cyclical um, birth and rebirth uh, type of yeah. thing. It's the, um, oh, what am I? What's it's the like word? a Gnostic belief system well with, and it's uh, also you know connected to karma it's karma, connected yeah. to the eastern religions where your reincarnation is the word i'm looking for but samsara is that life cycle um right. but you know on this uh sort of directional scale here you they have escaped samsara so you escape the reincarnation uh cycle then it another arrow goes to mystery of the of universal creation and then uh ending with uh, the next arrow goes to return to source so it is very much a new agey explicitly new agey connect you've got connections to not just east Eastern religions, but the mystery religions. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, is should be setting off alarm bells for anybody who's in the know. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought some of the names mentioned here are very interesting. I, I didn't see Jesus. I tried to look for Jesus or Yeshua or something like that. Yeah. I can't didn't find mention, Jesus on here anywhere. Yeah, they didn't mention Jesus. They do have a Vatican circle, which uh, connects to the reptilians, the elongated skulls, the Lucifer telescope, the Vatican library, and it's surrounded by things like Project Paperclip, uh, Project Paperclip, um, Warner von Braun, the Knights Templar, Freemasons, Jesuits, Khazars, MK Ultra, DMT, uh, meditation, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and but right outside the Earth Dome circle, there you do have Elohim mentioned, mm. and uh, Elohim next to Anunnaki and the Book of Enoch and uh, the precision of the equinox. And, and so there's a, there's a mention there, but it's just interesting how when they do mention names of people or things, 
it's like the most super new agey people you can think of. David yeah. Wilcock has yeah. a pretty big uh, mention here right next to the law of one, which is something that he, a book that he read and he allegedly channeled the same entity from the law of one uh, as part of his thing. And he's a, uh, he's claimed to be the reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And he was also touting it, that uh, in 2012, December 21st, 2012, we're going to hit a galactic wave that's going to instantaneously uh, transition us into higher entities. And uh, those who are not uh, 51% good are going to be uh, kept in the lower realms while the rest of us are uh, ascended to the higher realms. Mm. And uh, of course, that that didn't exactly take place there. Um, but yeah, somebody that uh, I was following very closely back in 2010 um, because I was trying to figure out what the alien, or maybe even earlier than that, 2009, 2008, when uh, just right after I was a couple years after I was baptized and I was looking at the alien conversation or the alien topic, uh, extraterrestrial topic and how it related to Jesus or the Bible, if at all. Mm -hmm. And of course, not a lot of people, not a lot of Christians talking about it, or at least openly, nobody in, in the church I was in was really helping out. So uh, you go online, you look for things, and the people that were talking about it were New Agers. It was people like David Wilcox saying, oh, Jesus was another prophet. He was a star commander, Sananda, and he was uh, you know, one of these light body guys along with uh, Buddha and all this kind of thing. And uh, very diametrically opposed to the kind of Jesus that you'll hear about in, the, uh, in church or at least out of your Bibles. And um, I've noticed the same sentiment being pushed out there by a lot of Q, uh, Q anon folks and not everybody, but there's a, a definitely a segment of the Q folks who are super new agey and are super into this idea that, Oh, Jesus and the whole Bible is just the same thing. It's another control mechanism. And uh, what you're doing is following. Oh, uh, they, they repeat this imperative, this idea of a white European male, uh, you know, savior figure. And that's who you're you're following as your sort of escape, and and they'll mention it's interesting because they 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 use the argument that Protestants used against Catholics in the during the the Reformation time mm -hmm. because they'll say, you know, you have a direct connection to God, you have a direct connection to the uh, what they call the source. You don't mm -hmm. need an intermediary. You know, you're, right. you're using Jesus as an intermediary to connect to the source and you yourself are part of God. And, you know, it's a very, in my opinion, it's a very deceptive way to get people off the path of the truth, in my opinion, and in my belief and in my conviction. Yeah. And, uh, well, so it's, it's, a, and it stems from Gnostic wisdom yeah. or Gnostic tradition where yeah. the, you know, the, the integral split between physical and spiritual matter and spiritual matter, or I don't know what you'd call it, but spiritual material having the aether. Uh, yes, the direct connection to the sort of, uh, amorphous creating force that is God. Yeah. And so, you know, whoever said in the chat that there's no connection with Q and the new age, yeah, uh, it is I, explicitly I, that. And that's, I you know, to I, think, I think that's something that we sort of discerned, if you want to use that word, or just, you know, another called shot of which we have many lining up. Thank you very much. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's kind of the thing, because you see a lot of 
A, Trump supporters, but also straight up, you know, people who would identify as uh, evangelical Christians, um, you know, using Q as basically law, you know, Q is the truth. Q is leading the charge. And it's all based around support of Trump where, you know, here's the thing. If you support Trump, that's cool. You don't have to jump feet first into this uh, Q thing to support Trump. Now, obviously, this Q thing is not nothing. I mean, it has gained uh, enormous spread and popular uh, attention. So this Q thing is very serious. And the amount of momentum it's it's gaining is incredible. Um, But remember, I mean, if you are someone who uh, identifies as a Christian, whether evangelical or wherever, Catholic, wherever you're coming from, uh, Q is explicitly against Christianity, and uh, if not against, it does not include Jesus in the matter. So, you know, you've got kind of a, a, uh, a cognitive dissonance you're going to have to get over. Like I said, if you support Trump, you can support Trump politically, but you don't need this, you know, kind of wackadoodle, um, deceptive uh collection conglomerate of new age ideas called Q in order to, you know, hold your political, you know, your political leanings. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's so interesting that, that, uh, yeah, you know, the, the new age ideas are very present in not just this, but you know, the whole Q thing, a lot of, and I made a video, I made a couple videos, why Christians should ditch Q and that, that got a lot of people, you know, upset. Uh, but it also, yeah. I, I did get a lot of messages saying, thank you for showing me some stuff that, that is clearly, you know, anti-biblical, anti-Christian. Yeah. And, um, you know, in very, very tiny letters at the top here, it says, increase your service to others and be more loving to yourself and everyone in order to raise your vibrational consciousness, consciousness level, forgive yourself and others, thus releasing karma. This will change the vibration of the planet uh, raise the shared consciousness of humanity and change humankind one person at a time. Treat your body as a temple and change uh, over to a higher vibrational diet to aid in the process. Signed, Ra. R-A, Ra. You know, the, right. the, the Egyptian god. High vibrational god, diet. That's Yeah, fun. high vibrational I, diet. That's like microwaved corn dogs, you know, because microwaves... <laughs> uh, excite the water molecules within food, causing them to vibrate, which heats the food. And so a high vibrational (laughs) diet is really just anything microwaved and don't let anybody tell you anything else. Wow. You're really pushing the GMO food. I'm I'm deep, man. I'm deep in it. it. Uh, So what I wanted to mention about this, though, this idea of service to yourself and others, you know, overall, the message itself is not like bad. It's like, hey, be nice to people, of course, you know. Uh, so you're not refuting it at that level, but in terms of if you're going to approach this biblically, let me read for you something. And then, uh, Basil, try to guess who this was written by. Okay. Okay. And this is talking about this idea of service to yourself and others, men of goodwill who cooperate form part of the new group of world servers, which is working to implement the plan. The leaders of the new group of world servers are those who initiate and carry forward activities which benefit humanity as a whole. These leaders are known by their harmless, constructive, and inclusive qualities. They provide the vision and mold public opinion. 
Behind these leaders and the cooperating men of goodwill are the custodians of the plan. Quote, the inner spiritual government of the planet. You have any idea who said that? Nope. Does it sound Q-ish? Uh, from what I'm looking at now, yeah. Kinda, okay. This was this was uh this was mentioned by Alice Bailey uh <laughs> in her book The New Group of World Servers. She also has a whole segment on how to build the new world order. And what I pointed out in the the video, uh you know, why Christians should ditch QAnon, I showed how much of the things in the Q posts. This isn't this poster. This is like straight Q posts from the Q map uh, or the Q pub and you know, all the Q yeah. stuff that's been well, out there. As you're going into this, let me just yeah. make a comment because this is going to answer a lot of people's questions. One, uh, one uh, YouTuber here. What the heck are you talking about? We follow the Q clock, not the Q <laughs> map. You shills. Right, so of right, course, right. if we uh, disagree on something, that means we're shills still waiting for that check, that shill check, <laughs> that shill check. Yeah. One of these days I'm going to get that shill check. Um, and then a lot of people saying Q anons don't use this map. Not any I talk to. So a lot of people trying to distance uh, the, the, belief in Q from this Q map. Well, that's, but now, that's but what's now interesting. you're going to read not from the Q map. You're reading from some Q outlets themselves, correct? Well, yeah, I don't have it all prepared in front of me, but yeah, that, that's what's interesting about this is that a lot of people, a lot of Christians that are into Q mm-hmm. only see Q as this uh, you know, military movement from within these white hats that are just trying to take down the pedophiles. Right. And that's it. That's yeah. the only thing that they see out of it. And they don't see this, this whole other stuff that's been built around it. And not always just from Q posts. I get that. Like it's not yeah. always, you know, it's a lot of these new agers taking the ideas from the Q posts and making it, you know, something more. A lot uh, of times I understand that, but this is the amount of trigger from the Q people in the chat. Oh, I, to- I, knew, I told you it was going to trigger this. people. This is yeah. great. Yeah, but th- the point being, and what I showed in my video, why Christians should ditch QAnon, is that a lot of the Q posts themselves are pretty much verbatim what Alice Bailey has talked about in creating the New World Order and other New Agers and Gnostics have said. And uh, for example, there's I think there's a Q post that says like Brave New World, and you know the the uh, the whole uh, idea of a Brave New World being in Aldous Huxley, you know the the whole uh, the whole fiction there that's not really fiction um but uh the people the defenders of q have stated like oh you can you're just making word associations like you can just take anything and make word associations and make it mean something else but the big the big one is the awakening they talk about the awakening the great awakening and you know the the original great awakening was made by the uh the the enlightenment it was part of the enlightenment process right rationalism right. and all this and then it was kind of moved into a christian awakening right like a, yeah. it was it was kind of not hijacked per se but it was kind of used in that way to start a christian religious spark or religious revival and i feel like this is the exact same thing except this time it is creating a sort of religious revival but in this like modern 2020 21st century, uh, you know, new age type of stuff. And, and that's where I, I, I think people just need to use their, their discernment. You don't need all this stuff to actually 
you know, find the truth. Like, again, there might be some really interesting rabbit holes with a lot of these topics. Like I saw one here that was really kind of interesting. I kind of want to look into AI profits, pro, AI profit species, and they'll be eliminated during the great solar flash for a thousand years. So again, they're putting a lot of idea, like biblical ideas, a thousand years, you know, the millennium and other things and trying to make it this whole new agey fleet mm-hmm. or I mean, not, not new agey fleet, but a new age, uh, context but yeah I, I you know i know it's a divisive topic but i wanted to bring it up because a lot of people were uh mentioning it to us emailing us this big chart here and um you know you can go to the to qmap.pub and pull up certain things and, and I, the other thing i found very interesting and i pointed it out in my video was there was never one mention of jesus in any of the q posts and then i think in july they finally made a post about Jesus. So mm. yeah, maybe, maybe they're oh, doing some they Intel work. Some Jesus on, in there. That's good. After being called out for not, ever, not ever mentioning Jesus though. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but. Oh man. The, the it, there was another, um, another map and I'll just do this real quick because, uh, our timeline is closing in on us today. Uh, but further down on the page underneath the, uh, big crazy map is another Ascension 5d map. And it's that classic memeable uh, iceberg meme where, um, you know, it's a picture of an iceberg and you can see it underwater as well. Then there's level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. And uh, then there's a bunch of words in each level to kind of uh, tell you how how far how close you are to, uh, you know, the, the, the bottom of the iceberg. Level one. This will uh, seem familiar, you know, killer vaccines, false flag attacks, sheep asleep, celebrity suicides, child trafficking. Uh, Q map happens to be (laughs) on the level one, which is interesting. Uh, You know, the Matrix, Dark Web, TSA body scanners, kind of your your basic uh, conspiracy theory theory stuff. Then you got level two guns that includes UFO, anti-gravity, Area 51, zero point energy, CERN, uh, ancient aliens, crop circles, you know, kind of getting a little bit deeper into the uh, the uh, I don't know, more complicated subjects. Level three then starts moving into meditation, astral track. Astral travel, past life regression, channeling, lucid dreaming, yoga, chakras, spirit guides, sacred geometry. So pretty explicitly new age ideas uh, at level three. Level four, you get into Tibetan Buddhism, higher realms, group mind, empty awareness, enlightenment, et cetera, et cetera. And so level five being, uh, you know, escape samsara, cycle of rebirth, end to all suffering, the mystery of universal creation, return to source. So it very much is you know, if you now again, where there's a lot of people in the chat saying this isn't Q, this was made by a Q follower, this is yada yada yada. And uh, I'm not arguing with you, I'm not saying Q themselves, whoever Q may be, put this map together and put it out there, but this is the uh, this is the direction that Q it's a has big part of the movement. That's what it is. It's and it's crazy. You know, it's you you have to be deceiving yourself. You know, we're still getting these chats specifically from one very, very intense Trump supporter uh, who just keeps typing shill into the chat. Again, <laughs> I'm not sure if that word means what you think it means. 
<laughs> but uh, are they saying we are shills or they are shills? I can't even tell anymore. They're trying to say we are shills, but I oh, think okay. they need to use a, a dictionary. A shill is not just a word for someone who has differing opinions. That'll that'll start you off on the definition there. Um, but the point being that, yeah, level one, okay, GMO food, fluoride, patriots, white hats. Oh, that's all great, level one. But then, of course, it ends with explicit, uh, you know, new age spiritual uh, goals at the level five. So there you go. Anyways. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, it's very subtle with this stuff. And um <laughs> Are you looking at the chat? I, I got to stop looking at the chat because it's <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, from darkness to light, all these little sayings. Um, you know, we we talk about uh, in the Bible how it talks about how Lucifer or, or Satan can appear as an angel of light. So there's that. Uh, and, and again, it's one of those issues where, and I've I've tried to weave this nuance here, and it just falls on deaf ears to mo- most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there or not. I don't know. Maybe the people that understand it just aren't saying anything, but you know, there is a set, there's a, a part of me that's like, yeah, of course we should take down like pedophiles running things. Like we, we should definitely do that. We should definitely get them out of there out of positions of political power and stuff like that. Um, and I'm rooting for, for the white hats that are truly trying to do that. You know, there, there is a war happening uh, from within or in the high ranks or whatever, but you know, at the same time, we talked about this in the conversation in the last episode about surveillance. What is the measures or what are we willing to sacrifice ourselves to ensure that no pedophile type of network is going to rise again or right. that our children are not going to be pulled into some kind of weird thing? Are we going to microchip them? Are we going to uh, up the surveillance apparatus and just hope that all the people that are using it are white hats and good people or good Americans or whatever? It's a very, very... Uh, if you think ahead and how it plays out, even if this whole network is taken down, it's it's troubling. Yeah. Um, and the other it's thing, just the fallen nature of humanity. Right, right, right. Yeah. And 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 those are things that are very opposed to some of the stuff that Q posts mention. How humanity is good, where it's like, no, nah, the Bible says we're all born in sin. But you know, I, I I get what they're I guess trying to say. We're generally good or whatever. Um, but. Uh, there was one more point that I wanted to make. Oh, uh, Q really, and a lot of the people who support Q pushes this idea of free thought. Think for mm-hmm. yourself. Don't don't follow the crowd. Sounds don't good follow me. the establishment. Think for yourself. And so, as free thinking in, uh, individuals like you and I, Basil, and other people out there, I would say that I am using my ability to think freely to come to a conclusion that is somewhat opposed to this whole Q movement. And, but therefore, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because yeah. I'm not agreeing with the, the status quo established by Q and on, I must be a shill or a, uh, you know, yeah. a hater well, or a Democrat or whatever. Let me clarify something. And yes, and you, that's a great point. And let me build on that. Just, uh, I'm sure we've got a lot of Q followers who've already left the building. But if you're still here, here's the point. The point is, we're not saying everything Q says is a lie. We're not saying even that, I, you know, I think Q has done a great job of bringing awareness of all things that need to be 
uh, you know, need more awareness. I think the the whole Q movement so far has been a net positive. I'm very happy that this Q thing has grown and uh, uh, mobilized people and, um, you know, kind of inflamed the passions of fighting against a lot of the elite nonsense. I believe a lot of the Q uh, info that comes out is true and has led to actual uh, takedowns of certain groups of people uh, doing nasty things. I, I'm not saying I wish Q never existed. I'm very happy about uh, a lot of what has come out of the Q thing. And I'm sure. not saying never <laughs> listen to Q. I'm not saying never read the posts. In fact, I think a lot of the posts have caused a lot of, like I said, mobilization in the right direction. So we're not here to say stop paying attention to Q and Q is, you know, the uh, is a net well, again, as of now, as of the, this recording, I believe uh, Q in, in its totality has been a positive force that may change in the future. We don't know. We'll have to see. So, you know, all the people out there, colonists, shills, or all the other nasty names that are pretty hilarious that I've seen in the chat. Um, you know, just because we have different points of view about what Q is and where it's leading doesn't mean that we're enemies, okay? So please, other people, keep track of this Q thing because a lot of good stuff has come out of it. Okay, now that I've said that, that being said, there's what we're talking about and what worries us is the direction uh, in which it's heading and the sort of clues that are being released least uh, to what an end game might look like for the Q movement. And so the point being that, uh, yeah, I, you know, a lot of Q has made the world much more interesting in the past few years. I think it's uh, responsible for, you know, a lot of attention being brought. But when you look at the wholeness of what's coming out of Q and you start aiming it you know, you start uh, tracking the direction that it's going. It does look like a setup for something that is not necessarily something that specifically Christians should be, you know, calling as the ultimate answer. That's mostly what we're saying. Now, of course, there's a lot of theories about Q being uh, disinfo or being co-opted or changed or taken over by a different group since the original Q posts, things like that. Um, but so there you go. Just so everybody has an idea, you know, if you're a Q head, that's totally cool, man. Keep doing your thing. Just watch out uh, when just keep an eye on it. Be ready to bail out. Don't be so invested <laughs> that yeah. you'll follow Q all the way to escaping samsara and, uh, you know, the mystery of universal creation and all the, you yeah. know, all the stuff that you don't want to end up in. But, and this is something that everybody needs to do for a lot of things. I'll say that I'll say people who listen to our show need to do this. And that is uh, set a line for yourself where what line could Q cross that then is your signal to get out or at least stop, you know, following instructions from Q. <laughs> what is the line? 
you know, find your find your limit to what uh, to, to what you'll accept and what you'll let into your life from Q. Because if you don't have that in mind, it's a you're a frog in a boiling pot of water. You'll just follow the Q movement all the way to wherever it ends, and you'll you know yell at people who disagree, and uh, soon you'll be you know trying to. Uh, tap into the collective consciousness and you know let your rainbow light body ascend yeah and i'm still seeing people that don't get the nuance of the argument in the chat but that's okay that's always going to happen well see and and that's the brainwashing that's exactly what i'm saying that's that's the defend q at all costs you know and not listen to reason and not consider that a a measured approach to q might be uh, a way to keep your integrity and keep your own soul. And as I talk about in many episodes, including this one, pay a close, keep a close eye on who you're letting pull your puppet strings, because uh, a lot of people are letting Q pull their strings and you, you need to know when to cut those. And I'm not saying whatever you do, you man, you find, you figure that out, find the line for yourself. Um, because how far are you going to let this go and control your thoughts and behavior, uh, is something that everybody needs to keep a close eye on. Yeah. And let me say one last thing before we wrap up this segment of the show here, there, there was a lot of talk and we actually covered it. I don't know, 30 or 40, maybe even 50 episodes ago. Um, there was, uh, some people in the, the Christian community that were the truther community, so to speak, that were saying that Q is part of. Uh, the second beast that Q is sort of this um, uh, taking it from revelation 13 here uh, verse 11. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. This beast had two horns like a lamb. So it's kind of like looking like a good thing, but spoke like a dragon, which you can argue Q is doing that. They kind of look like this wholesome good thing while they're speaking, uh, saying all this new agey type of stuff uh, kind of woven in. And this beast exercised all the authority of the first beast and caused the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose mortal wound had to be healed. And um, a lot of people took this idea that, hey, we're moving on from this uh, the first beast era into the second beast era. And the second beast, if you keep reading, is the one uh, is there, you know, otherwise known as the false prophet. He's the one that actually issues the mark of the beast. And he's the one that actually causes the people in the world to believe the lie uh, and build the image to the beast. And, and again, issues the mark of the beast. So uh, I know that that sentiment somewhat rings true to a lot of people, but you also have to be careful because there's a lot that has to happen geopolitically. And, and I'm not saying the Q isn't, but again, it's one of those things where it could, you know, you don't want to tie yourself down to one thing or another, uh, you know, Q on one hand is the greatest thing to happen. But on the other hand, you know, if you're going to go 180 on it, then all of a sudden it's, it's for sure the false prophet mentioned Mm -hmm. in the book of revelation. I'm not ready to go there yet. I can understand why people think that, uh, but that's also a little hasty, but, but I understand why people can believe that and, and why people think that in general. And, you know, we've talked about the Nisera Gesera thing where they have this big uh, pile of money somewhere, um, that's awaiting, you know, the distribution amongst all the people of the world. And, but in order to accept the money, you have to take an oath and that's where the mark comes in. And, you know, I, I, I get it. I get the logic, but even that whole Nisera Gesera topic, 
a lot of it is dependent on new age sources, like people that are new agers that talked about Nisera and Gesera like 20 years ago or something. And it's really hard to nail down that there's even any kind of true documents uh, in government uh, or government bodies that have some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of document that says that, oh yeah, we have this, uh, I can't remember how much money it was. It was some absurd amount of money, like 140 quadrillion dollars all saved up by this, uh, this right. one guy and he's going to yeah. redistribute it and all this. And it, it's, we don't know. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on it, but uh, it's one of those issues where you can go hyper the other way <laughs> and, and just sort of miss a lot of the nuances in scripture as well that tie in a lot of different parts to what the false prophet really looks like. And if uh, anyone wants to do a Bible study, look at the prophet Elijah and compare him to the beast from the earth. And I think you'll find some very interesting things uh, if you do that study. And what it, what the whole thing is supposed to look like biblically, at least according to Revelation 13 and other parts of the Bible that connect to that. So, uh, yeah, just you know, trying to keep that narrow path. I've mentioned it over and over, but man, it's becoming very narrow, Basil. I feel like you're going to be hated <laughs> by supporters and haters of QN on alike because you're not taking a hard stance either way. Oh, I'm used to it. No problem. I know here. you're used to it. Um. So, speaking of which, Guns, let's take a quick break. Let's do it. It's break time! Come on, take a break. Let's take a quick break, everybody, but don't go anywhere, because after the break, we are uh, got a couple of little updates here that we're going to need to talk about. There's actually a ban on masks happening. Uh, we also oh. got a little bit of CRISPR news, some genetically modified squids, and depending on uh, the time that we're looking at, uh, there's also a very interesting thing about a helicopter getting shot down uh, in, all over American soil recently. So all very important stuff. Make sure to stick around. Uh, but we're just going to take a very quick break and thank some people who need to be thanked. Are you ready, Gons? My dinger is in hand. Oh, enhance. All right. So uh, we want to take a second real quick and run down the list and thank some of our new Twitch followers. Of course, we're always asking people to follow us on Twitch. Uh, it's it's a good idea. It helps us out. Uh, I've <laughs> talked about that many times before, but if you're looking for a way to help Gons and I out, following us on Twitch is a great way to do that. Um, but it's also important uh, to follow us on many different outlets and turn on notifications because, oh, it's kind of a gamble. It's a roll of the dice if you're only following us on one outlet, uh, whether or not you're going to get a notification when we go live. So here we go. I want to thank these people who followed us at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Are you ready, Gonzo? Ready. Nintendo Ultra. <laughs> Like that. Static X TX. Static X Texas. Yeah, maybe. Uh on ooh, hold on. Andrea Truesdale. Lady Wisdom. Hidden Realm. Ooh. Yeah. Loop Dog the Free Frog. Nice. <laughs> Rudder 500. Oh, I'm just gonna have to run at this one full speed. What does this say? Rona done pass me by. Oh, okay. That's good <laughs> news. Congrats. Yeah. Episode 88, Mr. E Babylon. Uh-oh. Got Livy 8. 
Crip X26. Step Rouge. There we go, I think that's all of them. Let me do a quick little refresh here just in case anybody came in. Nope, that is all of them. So thank you to our new Twitch followers. We appreciate that very much. And if you're looking for a way to help us out, the best way, the best and easiest way to do that is to watch live on Twitch. Um, YouTube, everything's demonetized and shadow banned on YouTube and other places. But Twitch so far has been pretty good to us uh, as far as keeping us alive here. Gons, earlier in the day, we were number eighth on the talk show and podcast category. Uh, oh my gosh, this is a surprise. We're at number four now Ooh. on the talk shows and podcast category on Twitch. It's been a long time since we've been that high on the list. So there we go. I guess we got to talk about Q more often. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be He's up a, at like number one and two pretty often, but I see number two right now is uh, somebody's just live streaming Trump. So, of course, that's going to get a lot of attention. So there we go. Thank you, everybody, so much. Now, secondly, we're going to go. We're just going to zoom past this, Guns. Secondly, we want to thank some of our new producers of the show just to uh, let everybody know how this works. A lot of content on the Internet is monetized through advertising. That's a, a, a way for the, that's the main way for people who do what we do to help pay their bills and uh, keep the show going. But the problem is advertising. Uh, what it does is it turns you, the listener, into a commodity uh, for the content creator. That's us uh, to just sort of harvest and sell to big corporations for our own personal gain. It's the reason for a lot of the problems in the world today. Um, it, it also also, when you start taking advertising dollars, you are uh, you're pressured to be brand safe. You can't say everything you want to say. You have to, you know, be careful about the topics you cover. And honestly, we just couldn't do this show if we had to rely on advertising. And uh, it just doesn't feel right to feel as if we are ranchers having to. <laughs> Uh, sell off commodities in order uh, to support ourselves. So that's it. We don't think of you as commodities. You are your own autonomous individuals who uh, have a lot of options to how to spend your time. And we're thankful that you choose us once in a while. So thank you very much. Now, uh, instead of packaging you up and selling you to advertisers. We just ask that, hey, if you want to keep the show going, if you get value out of the show, if you want to uh, you know, help the show grow and uh, keep us autonomous from the advertising industry, uh, you can just join in and become a producer and help pay for the show. And you can do that at patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. And gone since Monday, it's been a, it's been a slow week for new producers um, but I do want to thank our very newest coolest producer and their name is Frank so thank you very much Frank coming Thanks, in Frank. on the CCNT Patreon uh, we also have patreon.com slash canarycryradio and just a reminder 
uh, you know, a lot of people, we have a lot of new listeners. We actually have another podcast. Our original podcast was more of a, uh, an interview style show where we interview researchers, authors, um, scholars, academics, uh, all sorts of people. Um, it was, a, we interviewed them. We did that for years and years and years, and we still have more we're going to be putting out. But it, if you need to add some good quality content, make sure to search canary cry radio um, the best way to do that is on any podcast player uh, because uh, that's where it lived this this whole video streaming thing is fairly new for us um, but there is a entire collection of canary cry radio episodes and uh, listening to those will broaden your worldview will give you some important insights not just from two crazy guys who like to get on and talk but from actual experts research Researchers, authors, scholars, academics. Um, that has really been a life-changing uh, collection of material for a lot of people. So make sure to check that out. You know, we were uh, just to mention we were one of the first Christian outlets, platforms, podcasts. Yeah. To not obviously we weren't the first uh-huh. because it was around, but in the YouTube sort of 2010s era. We were one of the first to entertain the flat earth thing and kind of spread that yeah. around. Yeah, and, it was uh, weird. We did it. It seemed as kind of a joke when we did it. It was so, it was not known at all. And yeah. then uh, actually through our episode on the flat earth, it, it sort of uh, inspired a lot of other creators and scholars to look into it and um, <laughs> it helped spread it became that a thing quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it became a big we thing. We did not think it would become a thing, but it did. Yeah, we were maybe we were psyoped, but yeah, yeah, just just to mention that there, it's all documented. 2015 March, I think, is when we did the flat Earth episode. If you guys, yeah, it's old up. school. It's old school stuff, but a great podcast, and we recommend everybody check it out. Um, it's not. It's a different show from this show, but yeah. over there on the Canary Cry Radio Patreon, that's patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio. We have a brand new producer and their name is Gerard. So thank you very much, Gerard, Frank and Gerard, our new producers. Everybody in chat, thank them because they're the best. Um, now, if you don't like Patreon, that's okay. We understand. Uh, we have other ways of supporting the show, and you can find those ways at canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. And people love this. Canarycryradio.com slash support because uh, there's ways to support the show that are not Patreon. There's PayPal options. There's recurring uh, support amounts. There's one-time donations uh, that you can make in any amount if you, you know, if commitment's not your thing. There's also cryptocurrency, all sorts of fun ways to support the show. Please consider heading there and uh, becoming a producer that way. Gons, did we have any producers come in over there? We did, but they're all recurring. So are thank you for all the producers. Are they re- recurring? I recurring? think all these were recurring. Recurring. Okay. I don't believe we'd had uh, any new recurring uh, people okay. from between Monday and now, but we well, do appreciate all of the to producers. Our ongoing. Yeah. Thank you to our recurring producers. You guys are the best. Um, let's see. Now, other ways to support the show. Very important. You can create art. You can create jingles. You can do all sorts of fun stuff. Gons, do we have any art? One art, please. 
Uh oh yeah, that's right. Hold on. Where's my where's my art jingle? Here it is. One art, please. Yahoo! <laughs> we do have some art, but before we do, I just want to mention Mr. Magoo, thank you for your jingle that you sent in. It crashed my computer, so please send oh. it again. <laughs> it completely. I don't know what was wrong with the file. It just uh, huh, did not is, open properly. This is fun, Gons. Just a quick update from chat. There is a there is a movement slowly building in the chat uh, to call people to send us thirty three dollars. Oh, they're, they're hey. trying to send a signal. We'll see if any of that happens. But I'm watching yeah. it in chat. It's very fun. Yeah, you're open to send us uh, as much as you'd like. $33 would be very interesting. Um, we have a, a couple pieces that we need to share from our uh, good artist, Ali Gazelin Bonds. Uh, there's two of them here. One is Gons as a horse and Basil as a horse. <laughs> so I don't know why I only get the headshot. You get the full body shot. Oh, so majestic. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, like so this. This, is this alternate universe where we are podcasting horses. <laughs> part wow, of the very show. talented, Allie. Always talented. Thank yes. you very much. Look at the muscles on that thing. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good job. Um, so that was uh, we we love the art. We keep getting art from Allie, and we appreciate it. And um, one of our younger listeners, and uh, we just we're so grateful that you're listening and you. Uh, contribute to the show. The, I think the, she is the youngest producer. So yeah. Thank yes, you. Producer. Absolutely. And uh, we also got one from Jay Vela, uh, also a prolific contributor with art. And um, there was a note from Jay Vela that I wanted to read here. It was a uh, Jay Vela's birthday art. Yeah. Just wanted to let you guys know that I'll be spending the evening watching Canary Cry Radio with my Twitch family as usual. Huzzah. Then I will finish the night out with my children under the big Texas sky to watch the annual meteor shower, which falls and peaks every year on my birthday, the 12th. And so uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that while I'm looking up throughout the night, I'll be giving all praise and all thanks to the Lord many times. For all my blessings and forgiving all of uh, and for forgiving of all of my sins, transgressions, which are many, I will also be praying for both you guys and your families, and for all my brothers and sisters out there. I pray he keeps us all safe, sound, and steadfast. And when time comes that he does not let fear triumph over us, instead I pray he turns that fear into quick action, muscle reflex, kapow, kapow, and amen. Well, thank so, you very uh, much, Jay Bella, and happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we should add a birthday segment on the show. I don't know. Yeah, it might, might be too much, but if, if it is no your birthday, you, let yeah. us know. If you're going to be yeah. watching live, uh, well, we might mention it. I'm yes. making no commitments, but it, it is fun <laughs> telling our producers happy birthday. Yes. Um, and yes, the art is very good. We've got, uh, in classic J Vela fashion, kind of a collage here of many different things. Let's see. We've got, uh, some warrior angels, one of them wearing a gas mask and a sword and what looks like a torch in the other hand. We've got Psalms 25 on a shield, August 12th with a meteor shower over the earth and, uh, some people watching it, perhaps J Vela themselves. Um, what else we got here? Joshua 24, 15. Uh, nice little family, all sorts of good stuff, and an int a, a fun rendition of the Canary Cry logo as well. So thank you very much, Jay Vela, and uh, always love the art, and happy birthday. 
Happy birthday. Uh, yep. Okie dokie. Anything else? I think that is it. That is today. it. Okay. Remember, everybody, please remember uh, to support us. If you can, you can go to patreon.com slash ccnt or canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. All right. Wake up, Gons. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, yo, wake up. I want to start with this mask thing here. Yeah, go quickly uh, because I think we're we're going to have to just zoom through some things. Yeah. yeah. So this is from WashingtonPost.com. So you know it's legit. I can't pull it up on my end. Oh, you can't pull it up on your end. Why is that? There's a paywall. Oh, you've you've used all your (laughs) your free your free Washington Post propaganda, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you got to pay for your propaganda these days. The headline is: This is no longer a debate. Florida sheriff bans deputies and visitors from wearing masks. On Tuesday, as Florida set a daily record for COVID-19 deaths, Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods prohibited his deputies from wearing masks at work. His order, which also applies to visitors to the sheriff's office, carves out an exception for officers in some locations, including hospitals. And when dealing with people who are at a high risk or suspected of having the novel coronavirus in an email to the sheriff's department shared with the Washington Post, Woods disputed the idea that masks are a consensus approach to battling the pandemic. Quote, we can debate and argue all day of why and why not. The fact is the amount of professionals that give the reason why we should. I can find the exact same amount of professionals that say why we shouldn't. Woods wrote in an email, which was first reported by the Okala Star banner. A majority of epidemiologists and other health experts say face masks and social distancing are key to slowing the spread of the novel coronavirus, which has ravaged Florida. The state, which has recorded more than 542,000 cases and more, including the man who died uh, on his motorcycle there, and more than 8,600 deaths, (laughs) added 277 more deaths on Tuesday. Marion County also set a record for daily deaths on Tuesday with 13. Police nationwide have faced scrutiny over inconsistent use of masks by officers, even in large cities like New York and Philadelphia, where face coverings are mandatory. Many large departments only suggest uh, officers wear masks. ABC News recently found while those that require them, including the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, make exceptions for incidences. Sorry, incidents where masks might impede officers in the line of duty. Woods is among the first law enforcement officials to outright ban masks for his deputies, though. He issued the order as Marion County and its largest city, Okala, are mired in a politically charged debate over a mandatory mask rule. The Okala City Council passed an emergency mask order last week, but Mayor Kent Gwynn vetoed it, citing a part Starting, citing in part a refusal by Okala Police Chief Greg Graham to enforce the rule. Quote, my chief and I have talked about it. We will never write a fine. We're just not going to do it, Gwynn told Sky 97.3 FM on Monday. The city council plans to meet Wednesday to consider overriding the veto, the Star Banner reported. 
Woods, meanwhile, told his deputies on Tuesday to stop wearing masks in most cases. While officers can still mask up in areas including the courthouse and the county jail, they must immediately take off the face coverings afterwards. Deputies working special events are also forbidden from wearing masks, Woods said. All visitors to Sheriff the blah, blah, blah. They basically repeat themselves for another four paragraphs. There you go, Gons. An actual ban on wearing masks over there in Florida. Ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> he's, he's no superhero. If you're working alone, wear a mask. The mask's not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. He's not listening to Batman. <laughs> I know, you gotta listen to Batman. This is interesting. <laughs> you know, this... I don't know, I'm realizing that I'm just a contrarian on so many levels. Because... Uh, <laughs> Of course, I'm, I don't like a mandatory mask, uh, you know, law or getting fines for not wearing it. But I'm also like, yo, Sheriff, now you're banning masks. That just makes me want to wear a mask. Oh, there you go. You can't it's tell me what Hegelian to do. dialectic. I know this re- reverse psychology is working. It's the reverse, reverse psychology. It's coming back around. See, it's a circle. Everything's a circle. You can't tell me what I can and can't put on my face, Mr. Sheriff. Take this. Okay. Um, All right. Well, let's do one more story real quick, and then we got to call it a day here. And it's a CRISPR update. You can't take the CRISPR. You can't take the CRISPR. Cast 9. This is SlashGear.com. So cool. SlashGear. SlashGear. The world's first gene-edited squid and why it's historic. Ooh. Yeah, researchers have revealed this week that they've been successful in gene-editing a squid for the first time in human history. Cephalopods, am I saying that right? Cephalopods? Cephalopods, yeah. Cephalopods are used to study Alzheimer's and Parkinson's due to their significantly large brains. Using the DNA editing tool CRISPR, a genetically altered squid will potentially jumpstart major advances in the study of neurodegenerative diseases of many sorts. The manipulation of cephalopod genes hasn't been particularly realistic in the past. Studying cephalopod innards has been possible, but because of the physical makeup of the creature, the editing of their embryos hasn't really worked out well. I don't know what that means. Does that mean mm. they've, they've killed a lot Om- of squids or they have the <laughs> dot, dot, dot there too. Yeah. Uh, researchers published this week outlined the world's first gene knockout in a cephalopod. CRISPR-Cas9 proved, quote, highly efficient in gene editing squid embryos. The test here was whether these researchers would be able to affect the squid's pigmentation and growth. As shown in the images above, the pigmentation was successfully knocked out with the gene edits done in the study, where otherwise there would be black dots in this squid. The creature remains transparent. Hmm. Uh, And you can see the picture for those watching, or if you go to Canary Cry Radio uh, or Canary Cry uh, Canary Cry News Talk dot com, you can click on the article and you can see these uh, clear uh, squids, squid embryos. It's kind of interesting. Uh, per the study discussion, quote, our methods for gene knockout should be readily adopted by other research groups. Lolly, what is this? Lolly, lollignid squid are available worldwide and our methods do not require specialized equipment. When the D genome is released, CRISPR sgRNAs can be designed to avoid off target edits. Uh, gene knockouts similar to this have been useful research tools for the study of butterflies 
amphipods, zebrafish, and other creatures. The success these researchers have found in gene edit editing squid may be the most important use of the CRISPR tool yet. Uh, not least of all because of the potential of the method to uh, method for future squid studies. And it kind of goes on and on and on, but there you go. What are they doing uh, to these squid? They're, they're making them albino. I think is what Ooh. they're doing. <laughs> albino squids and Sounds transparent delicious. squids. Uh, so they can see inside and, and, you know, more stuff. No. Oh, okay. But yeah. It's very, uh, it's it borderlines Nephilim update, but it wasn't quite a Nephilim update. So I didn't go there, but it was, a CRISPR update. You can't take the CRISPR. You can't take the CRISPR. Cas9. Okay, Gons, I do. I'm just gonna read this really quickly because I don't think we're ever gonna get back to it. And there's, it's okay. very, very short. Okay. All right. So this is a uh, last story, real quick here. U.S. News: uh, Air Force helicopter shot at over Virginia. This is American soil. An Air Force helicopter operating over Virginia on Monday was reportedly shot at, injuring one member of the crew and, and prompting an FBI investigation. The UH-1N Huey helicopter. Okay. Then it just tells us about the helicopter. The FBI dispatched special agents and its evidence response team to the airport after receiving reports about the shooting. Uh, its Washington field office said in a statement provided to the U.S. News, it is currently conducting a joint investigation with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations and local law enforcement agencies. McClatchy first reported the incident. Multiple officials at the Manassas Regional Airport told the news outlet that they received an emergency call shortly after noon on Monday before the helicopter made an emergency landing there, uh, where it was met by paramedics to treat the injured crewman. The crewman, whose identity was not released, was taken to a local hospital for treatment for a non-life-threatening injury and has subsequently been released. The aircraft also sustained damage, the Air Force said. The FBI is soliciting help from the public for its investigation. Anyone with information about the incident can call the Washington field office and then gives the phone number there. Um, but this is pretty crazy, Guns. This is a much bigger deal than I feel like it's getting the attention for. This is a military helicopter flying over American soil uh, took fire uh, it sounds like it was just small arms fire um, but it was a thousand feet in the uh, in the air so you know you either got a really good marksman shooting at this thing or there was you know a, a, num a hailstorm of bullets though it's pretty hard to hit a helicopter at a thousand feet with you know some sort of normal firearm um, unless it's standing still and you've got a great targeting system um but yeah this is pretty crazy i mean in the context of a sort of civil war breaking out which is sort of a low level fear um going on around the country uh an actual military helicopter taking fire and you know a crewman getting hurt and having to make an emergency landing uh that's not nothing i'll tell you that much it might have been aliens Oh, could have been aliens. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're supposed to stop the whole nuclear or the, any kind of war exchange, uh, according to some ufologists. So Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Um, okay, you good, Guns? 
I'm good. Yeah. We gotta, okay. We good. Run. Well, let's uh, we'll get out of here real quick. But I do want to remind people. Oh my gosh! This yes, we have gotten a couple <laughs> from the the chat uh, revolution sending us thirty three dollars. I see a couple of those have come in. Thank you Ooh. to the couple of you who have done that. We appreciate that. We will be giving you an extra special shout out next show. Um, Gons, is am I correct in saying that the Friday show is kind of up in the air right now? It's yeah, we may not be able to get to it, but I'll I'll keep uh, I'll keep you posted. We'll keep but. everybody posted. <laughs> yes, yeah. we'll so perhaps involved. a show this Friday. We might have to skip the Friday show. Um, in which case, we'll see you on Monday. So make sure to tune back in. Subscribe all over the place. Hit the like button. Make sure you got notifications turned on uh, because we'll be back. We'll do a post on our Facebook or something about the. Friday Friday show uh, yeah. if indeed it won't happen but remember send in art send in jingles and uh, become a producer for next show by going to patreon.com slash ccnt or canarycryradio.com slash support and oh, was i supposed to hit it you know i was gonna give you a second to do it and if you didn't i was just gonna zoom right past it but here All we right. are talking about it there we go okay remember us for next show thank you very much and remember just share out an episode you got people in your life who are waking up realizing that things are not what they seem just grab an episode of the show send it to them we'll help them down the narrow path of truth and uh, if you want any more instructions here's what you do you walk right up to them you grab them by the cage and then you shake it the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages! Rattle a few cages! The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, all together now, think outside the cage. Aliens. Remember, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Bye, gold. Bye. Canaries in a cage. Things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I want to.
to stir up some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. In the future, humans will be confined in a people's zoo. I'll keep you safe and Keep the cameras on In my people's zoo I'll keep the cameras on now In my people's zoo You, yeah, you In my people's zoo I'll keep warm and safe in my people's zoo Fewer people to be born. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people too.